everyone welcome back to our Shawa's soul but um what we're gonna do is we're gonna continue with the horoscopes for the boys uh we started with uh jinky onu um because he's the leader and we're gonna move on to the second person on the roster for shiny um age wise and just to let y'all know that that is for jungi so or jung or jung hyun um if you are very sensitive uh, about talking about him, um, get upset when people bring him up, or just can't deal with the fact that, and it's hard, we understand, we get it, that he, you know, has passed on and no longer with us as a human, but he's still here with us in spirit. And the boys make sure that he's in videos and songs you can always see where he's placed so but again if you cannot handle it please do not continue with this podcast uh please shut it off and wait for the next one which would be keys so after me seeing this i'm gonna turn it over to jen <laughs> and she's gonna do all the talking and i'm gonna sit here and go mm-hmm <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to keep the same order that we had for uh, Jinky's podcast. Um, so I'm just going to list off um, the planets that he has and then the elements. So he has a sun in Aries. His moon is in Virgo. Yeah, me. <laughs> His Mercury is in Taurus. Uh, he has Venus in Pisces. Ooh. He has Mars in Aquarius. He has Jupiter in Cancer. Saturn in Capricorn, Uranus in Capricorn, Neptune in Capricorn, Ooh. Pluto in Scorpio, Lilith in Scorpio, and the North Node in Aquarius. And when you break down his elements, mm -hmm. he is mostly Earth. He's got um, five for Earth, one fire, one air, and three water. So just by looking at those numbers, he's primarily Earth, and then second would be water. Oh, wow. Okay. So that basically means that, you know, Earth is, you know, more of that, like, practical, responsible energy, but the water's the emotional, so he's like a mixture of the two. Mm. Um, and then when you look at masculine and feminine energy, he has more feminine energy than masculine energy by quite a bit. He has eight for feminine and two for masculine. Mm. Um, and then cardinal, fixed, and mutable... Um, he is more on the alpha or leader spectrum than he is on any of the others, which is he has more cardinal than he has fixed or mutable. So his cardinal is five, his fixed is three, and his mutable is two. I could see that. Okay. All right, so that was a breakdown of his planets and his elements and all that stuff. Okay. Um... Just like I did on, on the last one, uh -huh. um, I've got this fun little book here. I shouldn't say little because it's not little. Um, called The Book of Lovers um, by Carolyn Reynolds. This is just a fun uh, astrological book that I have that basically takes your sun and your moon sign and your gender. And it kind of makes kind of like a personal ad funny. Not meant to be taken seriously. Um, so we're going to look him up. Um, so he's Aries' son. And he's got a Virgo moon. Again, just remember, this is supposed to be funny. Please don't, you know, take it super, super serious, okay? So, this man is a cool one. He is analytical, cr 
critical and often suspicious. He loves routine and controlling other people's routines. If he could set up a time clock for his family to punch at home, he would really be delighted. Wow. He needs to get into time management science or be a lawyer or judge. He behaves like all of the above in social situations anyway. He has a strict code of living and is excellent in sitting in judgment of his friends and family. As a boss, he wants to know why you wrote that letter, why you made that appointment. He does not delegate. He has the air of one in authority. He looks the part of the executive, but you can check out, but you can check out his briefcase. Underneath the computer printouts, there it is, the medicines, all-over-the-counter medicines. He does not trust his doctor's judgments, and he will diagnose his own stomach disorders and headaches. He just has an inclination for being his own doctor. The exactness carries over into debates and arguments, as they are known at home. As a husband, he will split hairs with you over how long it took you to prepare breakfast. He enjoys making you explain. If he sounds like the one for you, you can find him fidgeting at a party, his face calm and serene, his hands twisting and turning. He doesn't want to be there. He has a routine, and he has just broken it tonight. He may also have a slight limp to his walk. Probably got it one day when he let the daring, airy side of his nature take over, and he hiked a bit too far into the wilderness. He then twisted his ankle running from a swarm of bees. Oh, boy. Two, thi two things about him. You won't spend your life picking up his socks, and he won't forget your birthday. Aww. He is a loner, basically. But a Virgo, a Gemini, or a Capricorn could steal his pacemaker. Aww. So his illumination, his ability to survive, and his dark side is he's a hypochondria. Ha! <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, so that was his little thing. Yeah, that is kind of funny. Alrighty, so let's talk about what Sun and Aries means. So people with Sun and Aries are natural athletes. Um, so they tend to use their body uh, to get things done. So Aries, uh, Sun and Aries, they like to start uh, new things. They have trouble sitting still. Um, they, they typically know what they want. And they usually try to go with the quickest route to get to achieving that. Oh, wow. They are bold, um, but they have, like, a quiet braveness about them. They enjoy independence. Um, they enjoy challenges. And there's also a childlike quality to them, as well as charming. Um, they also have an entrepreneurial spirit. They're ambitious, self-willed, stubborn, obstinate, and tenacious. I could see that. Moon and Virgo. <laughs> they enjoy the little things in life. They feel content when they've straightened out all of the details of their life. They enjoy running errands and paying bills and doing just, you know, their everyday stuff. They like, they are very practiced at nagging and complaining. Um, these people will take care of other people's lives if they feel appreciated. They are best when they feel useful and needed. Um, if someone needs help, they are the first to jump in. They can sometimes downplay a lot of their own wants and desires and push other people's wants and desires above their own. And they're also um, content with 
living the, just a normal life as well. So they don't feel the need to over-push mm. themselves. Um, so also, the moon in Virgo, um, they can be overwhelmed by pressure and stress. Um, they worry incessantly. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do, it says here, they do need a routine because it will actually make that worse without a routine. Let's see. Mercury and Taurus. Faithful to ideas, unchangeable, and quietly opinionated. Persistent but discreet. Likes all the pleasures life can offer. Careful in speech and very intelligent. Learns best through the senses. Venus and Pisces. They're dreamy and soft-hearted partners. Everything about the way they flirt promises a lovely time. <laughs> they have an elusive charm. They're playful, moody, um, and can be a little irregular. They love romance and poetry, and they prefer to feel you out. Um, as far as romance goes, they don't really like planning and romance. They like more spontaneity. Um... They're sensitive. It says their lovers may um, be maddened by their sensitivity because they're sensitive with everybody and not just them. When they love, it is unconditional. They are unimpressed by your status and they will accept you for all that you are. They love underdogs and are attracted to people who need their help. They also have a romantic view of the world uh, Mars and Aquarius. This is talking about their worldview. Um, this brings up that independence thing again. Um, they're easily bored. Um, they have an original worldview. They like mental and intellectual pursuits. Um, but they can be kind of scattered. They're also pretty adept at getting their way. Um, they're not overtly aggressive. Um, they like to let other people be themselves. They value freedom and individuality in themselves and other people. Um, and they need a lots of space. So the Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, and Neptune, Pluto, all that stuff that I talked about at the, the bottom, mm -hmm. that's shared by his generation. Oh. So those are like the... The signs that are, that make up just him personally. Oh. And then everything after Jupiter is all, is all um, shared by people of the same year and then of the same generation. Oh, that's cool. So. I can see a lot of Jungi that we've seen on stage and everything mm -hmm. in that. So, mm -hmm. it's interesting. What else you got for us? And then the other book is the birthday book that I used last time. And this one tells you what week, because each week you have that you're born, you have um, the name of the week, and then also like a karmic path, which is like what your purpose is. Okay, so he's an Aries too. He was born the week of the star. Oh, baby, you're a star. Yeah. The week of the star. It says Aries two people need to be at the center of things. They often feel lonely, even in the middle of a crowd, and consequently they rarely allow themselves to be alone. 
Born in the week of the star, they must have satellite planets revolving around them, admirers, supporters, and co-workers. These individuals may seem self-centered, but many are able to let go of their egos to a surprising degree by giving themselves fully to, pro up to a project, cause, movement, or religion. Those born during the Aries II period are highly goal-oriented. Extreme behavior and a tendency to excess, basically not knowing when to stop, can land Aries II in hot water again and again. Transferring their abundant energy into hard work is often the solution sought by Aries II. Consequently, one real way to relate, them, to relate to them is to get right in there with them, to work side by side with them, and share their frustrations and joys. Aries twos make themselves indispensable since they need others to need them. This is ironic since at the heart they want to be free to act, to move, to decide without the encumbrance of familial or societal responsibilities. Their love relationships often burn out quickly like shooting stars. Aries twos have a real problem opening up at a deep level and rarely let others into their inner world. Those best for them are those who patiently hang in there, encouraging them to express and discuss their feelings. Oh, sweet. Um, it says, um, strengths, success-oriented, courageous, and energetic. Weaknesses is aloof, irritable, and excessive. Mm. Um, some famous Aries twos are Marlon Brando, Billy Holiday, Colin Powell, Eddie Murphy, Maya Angelou, Francis Ford Coppola, Betty Davis, Spencer Tracy, Gregory Peck, Ravi Shankar, and Harry Houdini. Oh, wow. That's a good list. So his karmic path is the way of release. Oh. So this is like what his purpose is in life. Mm. It says balance strength to youth and ease. Um, so just as a summary, because I'm not going to read this whole thing, but so his core lesson is practicing unflinching and objective self-assessment. Mm. His goal is to let go of all that does not serve the highest and best in oneself. Aww. His gifts are his, he's courageous, hardy, and realistic. His pitfalls is he's masochistic. Like me. Long-suffering. Aww. Fixed. Poor Jenny. He needs to let go of his suffering. It says he needs to learn how to release. Aww. So basically, the way of release um, means that people on this path tend to hang on, like, desperately hang on to things, to everything. To people, to habits, to things from the past. Um, to and what people say. Yeah, everything. They, yep. hang, they hang on to it, even if it makes things worse. And they don't want to let them go so their whole goal is to learn how to just let go of everything mm -hmm. and to learn that everything is not um the world is always constantly changing there's like an ebb and a flow right mm -hmm. and so um that you, you know you can't hold on to it to things you right. you have them and then you let them go and then you you know you get them back or Whatever, but so that's what the way of the of release is. It says here, learning to or teaching oneself to let go of what doesn't serve one's highest and best self. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. 
But anyway. But uh, yeah, so I don't I I didn't read all of this, but yeah. This no, book is this book is very very fascinating. Yeah, it it's is. called The Secret Secret Language of Destiny. Um, and it's by uh, Gary Goldschneider and Juice I think that says Juiced Elfers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if you you want to actually read all of the pages on it. Yep, cuz it is a mighty big thick book. It is. So very interesting. Um, explains quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So it's also kind of sad. It is, yeah. So oh boy, I don't know. Well, I I don't. I, I mean, I know it's it's hard to talk about this because it's I don't know. Yeah, because you don't want to upset people, mm-hmm. and so. But anyway. Is there anything else that you wanted to add to that? It does seem like from the his natal chart there was a lot of, even though he had a lot of different planets, he uh, there were some reoccurring themes. Yeah. Um, freedom, individuality, independence, those kind of things. Yeah. Just came up a couple of times. And um, I know, and not just with himself, but also with other people. Yeah, so. he was definitely one person that would, you know, lead the way and mm-hmm. people's rights mm-hmm. and protection. And it is kind of it, it, to have that be so strong in your personality. It is kind of hard to do that in the position that he was in because, yes. you know, it it does seem like he was really big on authenticity Mm -hmm. and the k-pop world is not very big on authenticity right so you know being true to oneself and showing that to the world is not really something that k-pop is known for right the opposite actually right they're really big on the fantasy and portraying what they want people to see right so i you know you you can't really show who you are. Right. You can't um, be free. Right. And independent. Right. But on that note, um, if you have any questions or concerns, you can always leave comments when we post this uh, on the Facebook page. Or um, I think Apple allows comments. It's been a while since I've looked at Apple. I don't know. They've changed, so I don't yeah, know. Yeah, everybody keeps changing their platforms. But um, definitely when we post it on Facebook, you can go there and leave um, a comment. And we'll post the, um, the natal chart. Yes. So, so I don't start crying. <laughs> We're going to close this now and send all of you a lot of love and light and please still stay safe out there COVID's being a little witch and keeps coming around (laughs) more and more and picks up uh, more and is actually um, putting more people in the hospital so please wash your hands please keep your face covered when you go out your mouth and your nose um, get your vaccines if you have them in your area, please. It's really important. Um, so you stay healthier. That way, even if you do contract it, it's not as bad with you. 
Um, but until next time, thank you so much for joining us and have a great uh, week. Bye. Bye. And if you would like to reach out to us, you may do so at our email, which is at rshawasoul at gmail.com. Again, that is rshawasoul at gmail.com. We have a YouTube page, and you can view our um, videos that we have there, and that is rshawasoul. We have a Twitter page. You can reach out to us there and follow us at rshawa. We have a Facebook page. If you would like to go and like that page and follow us there and, and share things with us there, that Facebook page is at rshawa soul. And if you have an Instagram account and you would like to follow us on Instagram, that is at r underscore shawa underscore soul. If you're interested in contacting us personally, um, you can reach us at our Instagram pages. Mine is music and mystery, and Jin's is call me Jin Jin. We will also have the social media links in the description of this podcast.